For today's session, we have with us uh, Rebecca Fanin, uh, who is a founder, editor at uh, Silicon Dragon, public speaker and writer for CNBC, and author of an incredible book, which is called Tech Titans of China. Thank you for uh, joining me for this conversation, Rebecca. Oh yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so uh, it was great uh, reading your book, and uh, I think it's uh, great for anyone who's trying to understand the the, the tech uh, scene right now in in, uh, in China. So, uh, what drove you to the interest in uh, in the Chinese tech giants in the in the first place? I mean, what drove you to this uh, research? Well, when I started going to China as a journalist, and I met uh, many of the leading entrepreneurs like Jack Ma and uh, Robin Lee. Uh, Baidu and Alibaba, and the story was really exciting, and I just kept covering it uh, as a journalist and writing many articles, and then that led to uh, my first book, Silicon Dragon, and then um, my latest book, Tech Titans of China. Yep, interesting. And um, in the in the book, you actually uh, talk about, uh, you know, in, in the Western world, of course, we have a uh, the, the set of companies that are dominating right now, which, you know, we have uh, Facebook, uh, Apple, Amazon, uh, Netflix, uh, uh, and Google. But uh, in, the, in the book, you talk about the BAT or like the, the, um, the template of the Chinese companies that are dominating the market right now. Can you tell us a bit more about uh, those companies and, uh, you know, how, in, in which ways those are similar, but also different from the, the, the U.S. Um, tech uh, giants? Well, one, one of the companies that I write about in the book is Pinduoduo, which is in the uh, social commerce space. Uh, so social commerce is a business model that originated in China, and it combines social networking and coupons and groups and buying online. It's uh, very popular in China and even in the rural areas. Uh, now, uh, we don't really have that model in the Western world yet. So I, I think that this is one of the uh, tech innovators that's come out of China. Now, also, I would uh, put Xiaomi, the smartphone maker, in that league as well as a tech innovator because they have combined their apps, uh, investing in startups that become part of their whole ecosystem and their whole um, smartphone uh, brand, uh, which has gone global, or gone international, uh, outside of China, uh, so at a very low price. Um, so Xiaomi belongs in that league as well. Uh, there are several others that I write about in the book. Um, of course, uh, we can't ignore the mobile payments companies, uh, which are so much more advanced uh, in China than uh, elsewhere, uh, such as uh, Alipay and WeChat Pay, uh, that is just universally used in China, cash is gone. Um, super apps are another uh, invention out of China uh, that um, combine all kinds of functions of, of an app into one app. Uh, we don't really have anything like that in the Western world either. Yep, so uh, I guess like uh, this is an opportunity, to, an opportunity on the one end for uh, business people from from the Western world to actually understand, uh, um, you know, what kind of trends also to uh, might might uh, actually arise in the in the coming years. Even though, of course, China is a is a different market. And um, on your side, what what is uh, one of the companies that you're looking at, which is 
which is sort of using a different framework or is uh, different uh, than anyone else, uh, you know, that, that you've been looking well, at? I think yeah. Sure. Okay. Well, definitely ByteDance. Uh, ByteDance is the maker of TikTok, which is hugely popular now. Uh, that whole 15-second video app uh, was really popularized in China and by ByteDance. So I think that this um, idea of, you know, an entertaining, very short, self-created video uh, that can be shared easily um, is an idea that's traveled uh, very fast and has taken off big time in the U.S., um, and, you know, it's a new model uh, that um, uh, we didn't have before. At least it wasn't popularized before uh, in, in uh, other markets, in, including the U.S. But now TikTok uh, is uh, showing the way. Uh, an interesting thing about TikTok as well is that uh, there's the uncensored version for the U.S. market. Uh, now there is another version of TikTok which is available in China. And of course, uh, in China, uh, as we know, uh, the internet uh, is censored. So it's censored in China, but the TikTok version in the US um, is a different model. Yeah, I, I think uh, it's uh, very interesting. I also covered the, the uh, TikTok business model on the four week MBA uh, over a year ago, I think. Uh huh. And I found it very interesting for several reasons, and uh, you know, a few of those is that, of course, he's the first one of the the first uh, Chinese tech companies that uh, is uh, dominating outside China. He's doing right. it very quickly, and uh, also, it's um, you know, it, it has capital to also sustain this growth because uh, ByteDance as a is a multi-billion-dollar uh, you know company, and. Um, you know, there are, there are many other things, of course, interesting about the platform, which I think it's uh, it's completely different from uh, the platforms that we were used to in terms of social media. And I think it's really a new way of, uh, uh, you know, producing content as well, but especially pro producing capture as uh, I think that, that is the most important thing. I also thought that Facebook launched a sort of copy, copy of uh, TikTok. Yeah. Uh, not sure if you had the chance to look at it and what, what do you think about that? Well, no, I wrote about that in my book, uh, Tech Titans of China. Uh, Facebook's copy is called Lasso, yep. and it's really only uh, accessed through Facebook. Uh, so it hasn't gained the traction that TikTok has. As, and I think, um, uh, you know, Facebook uh, basically uh, copied it um, entirely, uh, and uh, that's pretty well known. Um, look, I, I wrote about this whole TikTok phenomena in an article, a really very comprehensive article in Harvard Business Review. So if your listeners wanted to, you know, uh, take a look at that, it uh, might be interesting for them. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, point, I'll point this out. And uh, what are some of the uh, trends that uh, the Chinese uh, tech companies are, are following right now? So, for instance, if I think about uh, like Baidu or Alibaba, I mean, what are some of the things that those companies are hugely investing uh, on right now? Well, they have been investing heavily in AI, artificial intelligence, uh, both of them. Uh, Baidu uh, very aggressively going into AI and autonomous vehicles. Uh, and Alibaba 
uh, getting into AI as well. Um, so I think uh, that is probably the primary area that both of them are investing in heavily. I think um, mobile payments is another area that uh, both of them have invested heavily in as well. Um, so um, Baidu, not really e-commerce so much, but that's, uh, that's the forte for um, Alibaba. So each one of them kind of has their own area. Uh, Baidu was search originally, um, Alibaba with e-commerce originally, and Tencent with gaming and messaging. Now, what's interesting about these tech titans is how they've powered up and gotten into all kinds of new sectors today. Um, and they have become these giants that um, go across uh, many industry sectors. Uh, and they've also uh, gone outside China. Um, first, um, looking pretty much in the U.S. and investing heavily in U.S. tech companies and tech startups. Uh, but now, not so much, given the whole issues around uh, the um, oversight of Chinese investments in the U.S. Uh, by Washington, D.C., and also the capital restrictions on Chinese money uh, going, um, going outside, uh, outside China. So now what you're starting to see is these tech titans are moving more money and investing more heavily into Southeast Asia. Um, so that's a new trend to watch. Yeah, I think uh, you, you mentioned in the book how also um, Chinese tech giants are investing in other countries, like for instance India, which I think it's very interesting because uh, um, you know I was wondering if there is uh, anything that you wanted to mention about the strategy that those companies are using in countries like for instance India or like Africa, where they're investing uh, also uh, a lot. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, India is a huge market, and there's uh, a lot of activity now focused on India. Um, you know, China deal-making is down. Uh, the numbers are down. And now uh, India uh, is having a real surge of venture capital investment and startup activity. Uh, so I think it's um, uh, India's time uh, coming up. Uh, which has been coming for a long time. Uh, and uh, I wrote about that in my second book, Startup Asia, which was published back in um, oh, 2011. Um, and I highlighted, I highlighted that trend then. But now uh, we're starting to see this really happen, um, that India is becoming you know, a force in the uh, global innovation um, scene and um, <clears throat> taking its place. And is there like a sort of playbook or template that, for instance, uh, China is following uh, in, in investing in India or is just like uh, pouring money, you know, following the, the, the trend of the, the, the growing of the, you know, the, 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 the economy? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, um, there's um, a huge uh, push uh, by the Chinese tech titans to go outside of China and into Southeast Asia and into India. And the, many of the business models are being copied. Uh, for instance, uh, the uh, model of, of ride sharing, uh, the model of bike sharing, <laughs> the uh, mobile payments, the e-commerce, um, uh, a lot of these areas um, 
are getting copied. Um, and in, India is innovating in its own right, making its own localized um, apps and versions. But uh, these business models of you know e-commerce, social commerce, ride sharing, um, they're all being copied. Uh, and uh, these tech titans are helping to make that happen because they're acquiring local companies in these regions uh, in Southeast Asia and in India and uh, then helping those companies to uh, scale up even further. Yeah, and um, in the book you also talk about, um, I think uh, it's called like uh, mini, mini programs, like sort of bundle of uh, shopping, gaming, uh, lifestyle services. I, I right. think it's very interesting because I, I think this is something that uh, we are not uh, like um, used to, at least in the, in, the, in the Western world. Can you tell us a bit more about uh, these? Uh... Yeah. Well, this is something that uh, developed um, by WeChat. Um, and um, again, it's, uh, it's really creating a mini shop within WeChat so that you can have a branded store. Um, and that users on WeChat can just go directly to that branded store, uh, you know, and, and shop there. Um, so that's uh, an interesting development as well. Um, and it's like walking down Main Street in the past and being able to go into this store or that store. Uh, but it's very innovative in that you're on an app and uh, you don't ha even have to leave that app. It's embedded within the app. So pretty much. So I guess it's like I guess it's like the equivalent. Uh, the real world equivalent would be a shopping mall where you enter the shopping mall and then you have all these choices. Uh, but it, it, yeah, it's a little bit more than that because you're adding in tech as well. But it's it's a, it's a good analogy that really uh, you know uh, made it clear. So it's like a digital uh, shopping mall where you can find uh, almost anything uh, right. that uh, that you need. And right. uh, in terms of. Uh, U.S. companies that uh, successfully entered uh, China. Um, do you have any example in mind that you would like to mention? Well, and how did they make it? Well, you know, there's probably more failures than uh, successes in the tech world. But, um, you know, well, Apple has been successful in, in China. Um, it's a big company, big U.S. company. Uh, eBay failed in China. Amazon failed in China. LinkedIn is uh, trying very hard in China and has gained some traction. Starbucks is um, using a new model to keep its, uh, keep its place in China. It's been the leading brand, but now it has luck and coffee, uh, uh, very much competitive with it in China. Um, and that's again, another business model that came out of China, the whole idea of coffee on the run, uh, ordered by your mobile app, uh, and instant delivery. So uh, now Starbucks is copying that model in China. Um, and so Starbucks uh, has, yeah, yeah, there are a lot of examples. Um, of, yeah, Starbucks, um, I think it's a good one, though uh, even LinkedIn, but I think probably they, they really have to adjust the whole business model to actually enter the market, right? I mean, there wasn't a simple, um, you know, playbook or something that they could do. Uh, to, to actually enter China easily. I mean, it was really a change in, the, um, in their old model to, to deliver the service, the product, and everything else. 
Right. Well, another example of a company that really uh, didn't quite make it in China is Uber. Uh, now, Uber was uh, acquired. Its business was acquired by Didi, the local Chinese company that's the leader in ride sharing. And interestingly enough, then the same thing happened to Uber in Southeast Asia. Uh, its China. business yeah. was uh, grabbed up. So. <laughs> I think I think the interesting part. I, I, I'm not uh, sure if I remember correctly, but I was looking at the financials of Uber no, no long ago, and uh, I think uh, Uber uh, held a um, like a joint venture um, probably in China. Like probably they sold, but in any case, they they kept uh, some part of uh, the, the um, control in the joint venture. I'm, I'm not sure if whether in uh, in, Asia, in Asia, like in Russia or like in China, but was definitely an interesting case. Um, and on, on your side, like, uh, is there yeah, a... Yeah, they got, they got yeah. an investment stake in, in Didi, the local Chinese yeah. company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so remember correctly. So they, mm-hmm. they, they did sell the company, but uh, like the, 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 the Uber China, but then they, they kept uh, a stake in the, in the Chinese, in the new Chinese uh, right. venture. Interesting. Okay. Right. So it's going to be, it, it would be interesting to see how this is, will, turn out, will turn out in the, in the coming years. And well, every every business right now in China is being hit uh, by the coronavirus. Yeah, of course, of course. I, I guess the the damage right now it's huge. I guess, but it's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we have we're only seeing the beginning of it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in terms of uh, like um, uh, the the looking at the current tech giants, is is there anyone which is upcoming? that uh, might become actually next, uh, uh, you know, superpower in China that you're looking at? Well, look, I mean, I, I think uh, ByteDance has certainly uh, okay. have been very aggressive and innovative. Um, I think Pinduoduo, the same thing. It already went public. Pinduoduo already went public. ByteDance is not public yet. Um, uh, Xiaomi has uh, a lot more uh, runway to grow uh, internationally. Um, I think uh, DJI, the drone company, uh, is already the world leader in drones. Uh, it's, um, it's been uh, very promising. It's not public yet. Uh, and uh, the growth of that company and the innovations out of that company based in Shenzhen have been remarkable. Interesting. I'll, I'll look, uh, I'll, I'll check them out and uh, follow yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Do you have, uh, instead, in, um, I guess, of course, uh, the people that will be leading those businesses are people to follow as well, but do you have also other uh, key people to follow from China's uh, tech scene that you think it's very interesting also from uh, a perspective of, uh, of uh, business people of, in, in the Western world? Other people in China? Yeah, like business people that uh, you think uh-huh. are worth uh, following right now. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, the fellow who's behind uh, Xiaomi, Lei Jun, is mm-hmm. a super angel investor and a serial entrepreneur. Uh, I would put uh, him high up. Um, and uh, the... Uh, yeah, he's kind of a, like a, there's hard to find somebody who could be the next Jack Ma, uh, but um, 
there are definitely a lot of innovators uh, coming up with new ideas, with new ideas and business models in China that are gaining traction. Uh, but you know, the big personality people um, like a Jack Ma, um, not so many of those, uh, because entrepreneurs tend to be, especially tech entrepreneurs, tend to be, uh, you know, sitting, you know, coding. Late, they like to code. They like to. They're engineers. They're not, you know, celeb. They're not celebrity type personalities, uh, so yeah, it's kind of difficult to pinpoint uh, one person that uh, you know I think is like a superstar tech titan uh, coming up. Um, but you know maybe Lejun, uh, although he's probably already made it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's it's really a, a huge uh, huge company, and uh, um, like for for anyone who's trying to also is willing actually to do some business with with china um what, do, do you have any suggestion on uh, you know the the steps that uh, um you know uh, we should take in order to actually deal or like uh, doing business in china as well i mean how is the situation right now what would you suggest of course behind what's happening right now in with the with the coronavirus but in general like in business i mean do you have any suggestion for anyone who is willing to start a business with dealing as well with China? Right. Uh, well, to start a business, you need to go there first of all and uh, see for yourself what's going on uh, and then make the right connections and have the right partner on the ground. Uh, so that's very, very important to know the market and to work with people who know the market locally. You must, must localize. <laughs> And you must adapt to the market and you must be able to work very quickly uh, and uh, implement things, um, new ideas uh, before competitors and uh, keep, uh, keep ahead. Uh, you have to be able to work really hard and, uh, you know, work pretty much around the clock um, to compete with these Chinese entrepreneurs who are, um, uh, you know, workaholics. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Rebecca, it was uh, great having you. And, uh, you know, for anyone who is going to be listening to this, um, you know, you, you have to read uh, Tech Titans of China because it's a, it's a great book. And, uh, you know, once again, thanks for joining us. And uh, I, I hope to have you again in the, in the next future. Okay, well, sure. And let, let me point people to um, Silicon Dragon uh, and our events that we do. Uh, Silicon Dragon Ventures. Uh, we publish a weekly newsletter and we host events uh, in global hubs. Um, our next one will be in Sydney, uh, March 25th. And uh, then uh, we'll also be in Los Angeles with a VIP dinner. Uh, but uh, we are out there in the community uh, covering what's happening editorially. And, uh, you know, I enjoy writing about this, uh, this whole tech boom and how it's happening in emerging markets. Uh, and I've been doing this for about 50, more than 15 years now uh, and uh, set up Silicon Dragon in 2010 as its own uh, media business uh, with events and, and um, our media platform uh, with a newsletter and a podcast. So. Uh, it's been fun and I enjoy it. Um, you know, and you asked me in the beginning how I got into this. I was uh, mainly through 
following the venture capital money from uh, Silicon Valley uh, into these emerging markets, primarily China and India in the early days. And I've just been following it ever since and writing the stories and uh, meeting the people. Yeah. I agree. I mean, following the money, you can find interesting stuff. So absolutely. <laughs> All right. Thanks again okay. for joining us. Have a good one. Okay. Thank you very much. Bye now.